This is the Anything Show with John Francois, featuring Andrew Vanderton. So on the show, I have UFO expert Nick Pope. He was known as the real Fox Mulder on the, you know, obviously Fox Mulder from the show The X-Files. I don't know what's your interest in aliens or the supernatural, if you are vibing with any of that stuff, or if you believe in unidentified flying objects of any nature. Aliens are real. Um, I think I told you about this before. I thoroughly believe in aliens because the universe is way too big for it to just be us. That is a very profound statement. My goodness gracious. You should have talked to him instead of me. Wow. (laughs) I I like that. Oh, my God. Well, Nick Pope is coming up later on. Um, And in the meantime, you know, BuzzFeed and Reddit, they came out with this list of the little things that annoy people. Now, are you the type of person, Andrew, that gets annoyed by a little of everything? Or do you like to consider yourself a very easy breezy kind of guy for the most part? For the most part, I'm easy breezy, but there are some very specific things that annoy me. Yeah. Uh, How about this one at number 15 on the list? When people talk in baby voices, do you like baby voices? (laughs) I I do them all the time. (laughs) You do? Oh my God. Can you do a baby voice for me now? Especially if I'm like, oh, you're such a cute little puppy. Come here, puppy. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't know, man. I even find baby voices to be funny or condescending. So on the funny side, like, yeah, I like, you know, when people talk to their children or puppy, like, who's a good boy? Who's a good salamander? Whatever pet you have. Um, But then there are those people that really get um, sexual with the baby voices and it almost borders on creepy. You know what I mean? You know, it's like, oh, you know, (laughs) let, let, let me put a fish stick up there. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. Do not put fish sticks anywhere, people. Let, let me just say that. <laughs> well, don't choke. Oh, oh my God. That just made me choke. Jeez. I'm thinking about how dry a fish stick is and sticking it other places. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 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 You definitely want to moisten that fish stick. <laughs> <laughs> well, that conversation went downhill pretty quickly. Uh, number 14, when you take a bite of a sandwich and all the fixings slip out the back. First of all, I like how the additional toppings in a sandwich is called fixins, like we're in the South. I think that's always fun, fun, fun. Um, but yeah, no, no. I mean, have you ever... So actually, this happens to me all the time. So I go to Subway frequently and I ask for all the veggies, like literally, like I'll have a buffalo chicken with, you know, lettuce, tomato, cucumber, uh, uh, pickle, onion, pepper, everything. And then just as I'm making a long drive to Vermont from New York, because that's always when I get Subway, like everything just slips out. And just imagine all the veggies slipping out as you're trying to make a smooth drive home. Like it's, it's, it's the kind of thing where I could stop it. Like I could control the amount of veggies that I put on my Subway, but I'm not going to, because I feel like that makes up for Uh, the fact that I don't really have the greatest diet ever. You know what? I can see your logic. It makes sense. I only have veggies on my sandwiches. So typically I'm dealing with a lot of slippage. Vegetables are just slippery things. Like they just want to slide. So most sandwiches, I have to like put a knife through it just to hold everything in place. But I hate when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I totally just realized that. Yeah. You're a vegan. You always have to deal with slippage. Slippage is your middle name. Andrew Slippage Vandertant. You know, it just <laughs> slips out. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. It slips right out. Yep. Yep. I saw what you did there. Um, the buzzing of a fly's wings. Number 13. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I get like anxious and sweaty whenever I hear a fly coming by. 
I used to break window shades when I was a chill when, when I was a child because um, of how aggressively I would try to swap flies the moment I heard their buzzing. It, it was insane. Really? Does it just activate this anger sense in you? Um, I just think that flies are annoying. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm, I, I'm a normally anxious person day by day. So if you, uh, do something unexpected to my routine, like buzz in my ear, then yeah, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a little jolt, like a little, like, Oh God, what, what the hell's going on? Um, nowadays I'm not as anxious, but I remember, yeah, when I was in high school, it was just like, if a fly comes at me, I'm going to kill it now. Okay, it's understandable. I don't, because I love going camping and you're going to have to be around flies. I think I've kind of gotten used to it, but it doesn't bother me. Mosquito wings bother me. That little mosquito sound, I hate those. Oh, God. What kind of sound is that? It's a high-pitched fly. It's like a fly that did, like, poppers, and it's just super excited. It's too much. Wow. Another one um, on the list of little things that annoy us, when people tell you to do something, as you're already doing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that I, I don't know what experience you have, Andrew, but um, uh, yeah, no, I, I think uh, my fiance, Tony, will tell me to like, oh, you know, make sure that you put a bag in the trash can as I'm already doing it. And I'm just like, honey, I got it. I know how trash bags and trash cans work. Yes. Mine is when I'm driving in the car and people are like, merge over a lane. I'm like, you're not driving. And I was already going to merge. Stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube recommending videos that don't start with the first one of the series. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, you know how YouTube's algorithms work? They will, uh, you know, give you a video that they think you may like. But then you realize, oh, wait a minute. This is, like, the 14th episode in a uh, series where I should clearly watch the first episode to get what the heck is going on. I see. I haven't dealt with that one. I like YouTube, but I never watch anything that's episodic on there. So it's just like, I just jump in where I get in. Right. Uh, People who don't return their shopping carts at grocery stores. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'm guilty of that. Back in freshman year of college, I stole this cart from CVS and I just kept it in my dorm room because I thought, meh, what are they going to do? You know, this makes me a loyal shopper. Keeping their, keeping one of their carts. I don't know what happened when I moved out of that dorm room, though. I may have returned it back to the CVS and they may have not noticed, but I don't know. I mean, do you take carts from grocery stores or are you a good boy, Andrew? I don't take the cart, you know, just to go to my car, but I hate it. It incenses me when I see people leave their shopping cart, like in the middle of the parking lot or just don't take it back to the store altogether. And it's just, it like sets this fire off in me where I'm like, I hope your car gets hit by like a stack of carts or something. So I'm the person that you want to hit. I have been that insensitive jerk in the past that is just like, man, whatever. I'm just going to leave the cart in the middle of the parking lot because it's most convenient to me. I got to get to where I got to get to. And also the people that work there, it's their job to sort the carts. So whatever. But no, Tony and you are the same person. You guys are just like, no, Jonathan. Put it back where it is. That's not kind. That's, that's me. One of my friends came shopping with me and he left the cart by the parking space. And I was like, if you don't get out of my car and go put that back at the store, I will leave you here. <laughs> as you should have. As you should have. Uh, what else? Uh, another little thing that annoys us. Getting texted 
can I ask you a question? Please, please just ask the question. To totally get that. Can I ask you a question? Do you want to hear something funny? Hey, where are you right now? Like, I just like those questions like that. It's just, no, just get to the point. Don't ask me if you want to ask me something, just ask it. That, that's the time is of the essence. That's it. If you text me, can I ask you a question? I take that you asking, can you ask me a question is the question. So I'm not answering anything further. I'm just not. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That should be a thing. Like, can I ask you a question? All right. Well, you just asked me a question. So I be sure, but that's it. No more questions. That's your yeah. question. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Someone who won't text, who calls and leaves a big voicemail, like saying, call me back. I need to talk to you about something. That's my mom all the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't leave voicemails, but she'll text me like, oh, call me. And I'll have to call her. And usually it's something that could be said over a text because you know how it is. I mean, parents of a certain generation, they just think that they have to talk to you on the phone about every single damn thing instead of just putting it in a nice, concise paragraph on a text. You know what? I attribute it because it, it annoys me, but I attribute it that our parents grew up in a generation where movie previews were still a thing on regular television. So like, you know, in a movie preview, it's like, wait till this summer and you'll see a duck run the world or something. And you're like, that sounds very vague and weird. And that's how our parents talk. They do it in voicemails all the time. My mom will call me and say, I need to, I need you to call me. And I'm like, why don't you just say what it is in the voicemail? And she's like, I don't know who's going to listen to your voicemail. I'm like, mom, it's mine. Nobody else is going to listen. <laughs> oh, parents, they're so hilarious, aren't they? Um, people cutting in line or letting several of their friends cut in line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I've been that kind of person in the past. Um, and, and I'll do that thing where if someone I actually know is in front of the line, I'll be like, Oh, hey. and I always feel like kind of weird about that because the people behind that person that I know may think that I'm just doing it just to be a dick, but like, no, I know this person and it just makes sense to be in line with somebody that I'm actually knowing and talking to rather than like being behind smelly grandma that I don't know, you know? I am a cutter. I'm a dirty line cutter butter. And I just do it. I am one of those people. If I see somebody I know, I'm like, hey, we're going in together. Or I'll just like, nobody's watching. So let me just jump right on in. And that's me. So let's trademark that dirty line cutter butter. If we if we don't trademark that, I don't know. So it's dirty line cutter butter. And the fact that you called ice cream cow juice a while ago, I think those two things, if you don't trademark that, then you're missing out on a money making opportunity. Uh, it, trademark, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else we have on the list of little things that annoy everybody? Social media pranks that are just people wasting food. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Have, have you seen that trend uh, on TikTok or Instagram where people will just do things to get likes? And then you're just thinking like, why are you wasting a good dish of food that someone in Africa would love to have? Yes. I have seen them. They annoy me because I'm like, why are you doing this? What was the point? And who has to clean up this debris that you have just made? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's probably those social media influencers that are like, eh, you know, I have the common folk. I have peasants who work for me who will clean up the stuff afterwards. I just get the likes. That's all. I just get the FaceTime. Um, people, what was that? I said it's weird. It's just weird. I don't like it. Yeah. 
People who don't pick up after their dogs, number five. Um, yeah, I used to be that person. I, you know, I'm really finding out through this list that I'm just a seriously flawed person, Andrew. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, I, 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 have, I used to not do that in the past. Um, and I had someone literally follow me to my house and give me doggy bags. So it was this twofold thing where it's like, okay, on the one hand, yeah, I know I should pick up after my dog. On the other hand, kind of creepy that you were following me to my house. Stranger. That is like stalker serial killer level stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, luckily it is Vermont at the time. And um, it was an old white person who couldn't do anything to save their lives. So I think I was, I was safe in that regard. Well, see, thank goodness you were safe. It's one of those things though. I can understand it. My neighborhood is like a dog neighborhood. I think almost everybody over here has dogs. They can have them in their buildings or their apartments. So there's always dog mess on the ground. Always it's like some people just don't clean it up. That annoys me. But what annoys me more is the people who pick it up and put it in a doggy bag, then tie up the doggy bag and put it back on the ground and leave it. I'm like, <laughs> the point of that? It's still there. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's like, um, thank you for being considerate enough to tie it up. But at the same time, like someone can still accidentally step on it. Yeah. Now it's in a bag. It's going to slide when you step on it. You probably will fall. I, it drives me insane, John. It drives me insane. My guess is that there's no nearby trash can and they are uh, probably they, they just are like scared of the idea of like having this doggy poo bag that's tied up in their car for God knows how much long until they find the trash can that they need to find. That's my only guess. I mean, I know the smell of dog poo in the car bad. I've experienced it, but at the same time, you know, if you're not, if you're just going to leave your dog poo back there, you might as well just not even tie it up and do all the nice stuff with it. You know what I mean? It, it's almost the equivalent of leaving your dog poo naked without the bag. Yes. My problem with it is two things in my neighborhood in Rochester, everywhere there is literally a garbage can on every corner of the street so you don't really have a like excuse to say hey it's not near me i can't get to it the other problem for me the bag does not degrade or is not biodegradable the poop is biodegradable so now that you've wrapped this poop up in a plastic bag there's litter on the ground that is not going to go anywhere if nobody ever picks that up yeah oh god dog poo people they suck all right, headphone cords get <laughs> I don't know. Headphone cords getting snagged and yanking you and what it's caught on. That's another little thing that annoys us. Yeah. This is why I've switched to wireless Bluetooth headphones, Andrew. Um, I've never been a fan of the um of the uh, of the wired earbuds. I know that that was supposed to be a big like convenient thing because they're smaller, but um you know, imagine when you're jogging or when you're doing whatever chore you're doing around the house and you're in a situation where you're going to get tangled with those wired earbuds, it's the worst thing ever. And the same thing goes for wired traditional headphones. Wireless is the way to go. If anybody's not on wireless headphones right now or earbuds in 2023, I don't know. They got something wrong with their fish sticks. I'm a little concerned for them. Uh, the, the wired headbuds and earphones getting pulled out and snagged is a uniquely 90s problem. So I'm just like, how do you still have those now? But I always have headphones 24-7. I need them with me all the time. So wireless, I agree, is the way to go. 
Mm-hmm. Number three of the little things that annoy everybody. People who BS an answer instead of admitting they don't know something. Um, yeah, I do that. I do that. I have this thing, especially with authority figures that I work for, where um, I have a hard time saying that I am wrong about something, that I need help on something because I don't know. I, I, I find myself coming into those kind of situations wanting to seem like I know everything and that if I don't know everything, then I'm slowing them down. I'm slowing the authority figure down or I'm inconveniencing them. And I've got to uh, learn to take some accountability for the fact that, hey, I don't know something and it's OK that I don't know something. I get it. It doesn't annoy me. This is not one of those things that annoys me at all because I love to hear people explain or BS an answer. And I'm like, that sounds legitimately true. So I'm just going to let them have it. But boy, <laughs> <annoy> me. <laughs> right. Uh, when people speed up, when you signal a lane change. Oh, yeah. Tony hates this. My fiance, Tony. So she's like used to the slow nothingness of how people drive in Vermont. So when you come to a place like New York, uh, where people are very aggressive, they are speeding, they're, 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 they're whooshing past you to get to their next lane. It's a lot. It's a lot. I can understand how for some people th- that is a big anxiety. No, no. I get it. Betty can annoy people. For me, it doesn't annoy me. But for me, I'm one of those aggressive drivers who if somebody's behind me and speeding up and I signal very early, I just merge over anyway and I'm like, if you hit me, it's going to be you hitting me from behind or on the side. So it's your decision at that point. Right. And finally, number one on the list of people or little things that annoy everybody. When the motion sensor on a paper towel dispenser does not work. I mean, I wouldn't say like terribly annoying. I, I've learned to shake my wet hands or rub my wet hands on the butt of my jeans uh, but I, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I guess if you're in the mood for a paper tower dispenser in that, for that particular day, like, you know, it, it, it could be unsettling, especially if there is no paper towel in the paper towel dispenser to begin with. I mean, I've, I've been in those situations where it's like, oh, I'm in the mood to dry my hands and I cannot because there's no paper towel. So now I have to use the toilet paper in the bathroom. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry, John. I you just sent my anxiety through the roof. Touching toilet paper in a public bathroom terrifies me. Oh, my God. Um, so this one doesn't annoy me because I'm always that person. I just shake my hands off or I wipe them on my clothes. It's just more sanitary to me than touching something in a bathroom unless I need a paper towel to open the door. Mm-hmm. But the actual dispenser not working. I was at the airport in November when I was going to Mexico And I used the bathroom and there was a man who used the bathroom too. He had washed his hands and he was trying to get the dispenser to work and it wasn't reacting to the motion of his hand. So he started punching the machine and I was dying laughing in this bathroom watching this man freak out about that dispenser not working. So I can see why people get mad about them. (laughs) Wow. I mean, to the point of punching though, Jesus, that guy was having a bad day. He was angry. He just wanted his paper towel, and he did not get it. Damn. All right. Well, if you have a little thing that annoys you, let us know at Anything Show Francois on Instagram and TikTok, Facebook.com slash Anything Show. Uh, we're on YouTube at The Anything Show with John Francois. Andrew, what's your socials? 
It's all AJ underscore Vandertat, A-J-A-Y underscore Vandertat on the socials. That's TikTok and Instagram. And t- Twitter, which I found out I had one, I just deleted again. So somebody found me on there. I guess I create the page without even thinking when I made the podcast. It's gone now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so I thought there was a situation where you had an underscore in some socials and you did not in others. So have you like de- deleted that whole confusion now? Yes. It's all just underscore now. AJ underscore Vandertunt. Mm-hmm. AJAY underscore Vandertunt. Yes. And you will uh, find me where you put it in. It's all underscore now. Okay, perfect, perfect. Praise the Lord. Andrew has a consistent underscore now. <laughs> How's it going, Nick Pope? Hi, yeah, very good, thanks. Yeah, so you've had a fantastic career investigating UFOs, alien abductions, and the like. Can you uh, kind of step back with me, trace back to that moment that made you want to discover, all right, this is a passion of mine, and I want to dive into it. What was that first moment? Well, it was even more bizarre than that. It wasn't really a passion. I was just assigned that job as part of the UK Ministry of Defence uh, posting uh, policy. So I was due for a move. That vacancy came up and I find myself running the real life X-Files. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah and, and that's what the media crowned you as, like the real life Fox Mulder from the X-Files. Can you tell me the specifics that you do that Uh, led you to have that title and how you dealt with that fame we received about two to three hundred ufo reports each year um as well as people reporting other strange things like like crop circles and alien abductions and ghosts on military bases and things like that but ufos was was what the job was set up for and we approached everything as look this is a defense and national security issue if there's anything in our airspace we want to find out what it is so we we interview the witnesses uh we we check the radar tapes if we've got photos and videos we give them to intelligence community imagery analysts and sometimes the witnesses of course they're our own pilots or or their military officers or police uh, and it was absolutely fascinating can you give me a uh a, a, like a visually compelling story that one of the witnesses shared with you as to what they saw uh... march 1993 i get dozens of calls a major wave of sightings had taken place over the uk multiple locations Uh, lots of police and military witnesses. The one that stood out to me was uh, an Air Force officer at uh, an air base in in England. And he said, look, this huge triangular shaped craft um, flew very slow over the base, emitting a low frequency humming sound, firing a narrow beam of light down at the ground, uh, tracking backwards and forwards as if it was looking for something. And then he said, suddenly from a speed of maybe 30 40 miles an hour this thing just accelerated away to the horizon in an instant and he said look nick i've been in the air force eight years uh this is like nothing i've ever seen before in my life well what you know what can you tell a witness something like that uh, you know it's, it's extraordinary wow and, and i wonder i mean when you tell this kind of tale to others who were not there to witness it uh, how do they react because I, I would imagine that 
you get a lot of uh, wow. I don't believe you at all. That just sounds too extraordinary to to believe. Well, there are some skeptics, sure, uh, but there are a lot of people who just take the opposite view and say, "Wow, I wish I'd seen that." And now I think with everything going on in the United States with with these the the recent stories of course about the balloons and maybe something else that was shot down but those US Navy videos that everyone has seen that are on the DOD website the fact that the the office of the director of national intelligence is producing reports on UFOs the fact that there are multiple UFO provisions in the new defense bill and and now congress is talking about it this subject has moved out of the fringe and into the mainstream in the last uh, few years. How does the British government deal with the subject of UFOs compared to the American government? Like, is one government taking it more seriously and investing it more in another? Is it more equal footing? Like, tell me about that uh, comparison. Well, I'm sorry to say that at the moment, the British government isn't really engaging on this. I don't exactly know why, but everything that's going on is is happening here in the United States and and it's quite extraordinary and I mean I mentioned some of the things going on but there's other things too NASA is is doing a study into this after years of saying that they weren't going to look at uh, the, the whole UFO thing professor Avi Loeb at Harvard has has the Galileo project um doing scientific research and investigation into this. The landscape has fundamentally changed. And a few years ago, this would just be regarded as sort of fringe uh, stuff. But now it's it's absolutely front and center. Will there be a time where we share the same living space with aliens or maybe earthlings will cohabitate with aliens on their planet? I mean, that, that may come off as a strange question, but like, it's something that I've always thought of, like the more we dive into alien life. Why not? I mean, if there are other civilizations out there in the universe, they'll probably be driven by the same things that drive us. Um, the quest for knowledge, the search for answers to those huge fundamental questions about you know who we are and what our place is in the universe uh so i think they'll be explorers so they'll come here but we certainly want to go there we're taking our first baby steps in our own space program of course we've we've been to the moon elon musk wants to take us to mars pretty soon uh so yeah we we are i think driven and, and at some point you know whether it's us reaching out or or them uh, coming here at some point we will meet and shake yeah. hands or tentacles <laughs> <laughs> you never know uh ufo expert nick pope thank you so much for joining me i appreciate it thank you the anything show with john francois on apple spotify or wherever you get podcasts join us on youtube facebook.com slash the anything show and instagram and tiktok at anything show francois join andrew vandertunt at aj vandertunt